and welcome back to the All I Know podcast. So today we're going to be talking about more Star Wars, surprise, surprise, and yes, it is Clone Wars, and going to be doing something a little special here of a 2020 hindsight review of the Clone Wars. Now that the Clone Wars is over, I just want to go back and look at them season by season, starting with season one, which came out fuck 12 years ago now back in 2008 but with such a big task i need some help with this so i brought someone in uh hey everyone i'm ricky um some of you might know me by my first name but um i'm one of trey's uh, good friends and uh also a big fan of star wars we'll have to be on here trey all right so you know a little bit about (laughs) star wars the clone wars right you know what you're talking (laughs) about just a little you know just a little bit so uh how long have... When's the last time you rewatched through some of these episodes? Rewatched, I would say... Hmm. I, a couple... Uh, like, a month or two back, I would be, like, watching clips on YouTube of just, like, yeah. some, some stellar moments, in my opinions. Yeah, so, uh... You've probably got a little bit of biases uh, with some episodes, but don't we all? So, we just get to chill whatever we want to, and if you guys disagree... You guys can comment that in the comment section of my Instagram, the All I Know Podcast. So for today's episode, I think it's perfectly reasonable to start at season one. What do you think? Absolutely, and I think with season one, it, get right off the bat with ambush, you have uh, Yoda working with three clones to secure uh, the alliance of the King of the Toydarians, and. It sets that tone and the theme of the entire series of, like, these clones... They're individualized. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly they all have their own names, which I don't remember because they only showed up once. Uh, I think it was, like, Lieutenant Thire was, like, the commander. Yeah, that was like one, that's, like, the only one I remember, but I think it was really cool just watching it as a little kid because you're just going, like, oh, wow, Yoda just took on a hundred battle droids, and then you get, like, the Chad Mace Windu who was just, like on an axis going, I have disabled and destroyed a hundred thousand battle droids. Just like... Exactly. <laughs> the beginning of the war and then the end of the war. But it did a really good job of setting it up and also seeing Yoda in action for like the one time we really get to see him in action this series. It was fun. I wish we got to see more of Yoda in action, mm-hmm. but it is what it, it is. is. And I think more, most importantly, it's that, you know they use Yoda for this one focal sequence because they really wanted to drive home this point of like you know these clones not all Jedi see them that way but Mm -hmm. some Jedi then the tone of the like the Jedi we're dealing with within the series do view these clones as people yeah I really like that so I mean that's all we really have to say for Ambush I mean it's it's a good episode it's just you know it just sets everything up it's Mm -hmm. a really good way to start things off we're world, world building in mm-hmm. a vast universe, in a sense. And then, oh, you want to talk about world building? Just forget all that with this first arc that they do. So, yeah, this is how we first get introduced into this. So, I remember this. I don't know if you remember. Did you watch these episodes live whenever they came yeah, out? Yeah, actually, I did. So, you remember how, like, that first Saturday morning they released episode one and episode two? And it was just like, oh, episode two. Like, that's cool, but they kind of left things off. Then, boom, the second weekend they did three and four. It's like, oh, wow, we got a, a whole arc. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? So, that it really set the tone. So, talking about episode number two, Rising Malevolence. 
What do you think about this? Uh, personally, I know I know you and I disagree, but I, I really liked I really enjoyed the rising like the malevolence arc. I just mm-hmm. you know I was always a big fan of like the space battles. Um, that's what like really you know, like intrigued me as a little kid, and they they still do. I'm I'm a little bit of a prophet. I like flying things, and and I, because you know um, I mean I'm going into Air Force, and you know. So it kind of speaks to my heart. I love the idea of like big, you know, large scale battles. I'm here for yeah. it. So. It was real. I think it was really cool of introducing like the ion cannons that mm-hmm. they have. It was really cool. Uh, it was really cool setting it up. I wish we got more payoff out of like these ion weapons later on, but it's cool. They're just testing the waters, figuring out what they were going for. So, do you, do you have anything else to say on episode two, uh, or do you just want to move on to episode three? Uh, nothing much on episode two, but, uh, uh, yeah, let's go on to three. Okay, so episode three, I think, is probably the best episode of the arc, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Of This one is centered around Plo Koon, who, I think, again, talking about setting the tone early, getting with a Jedi that we have, we, like, saw, like, once in the movies, and then now we get him fleshed out of, you know, he has his own personality, all of this other stuff and we see the Jedi's relationship with the clones like yeah the meme of we're just clones so we're meant to be expendable like not to me like that really sets the tone for Plo Koon and some of these Jedi that we do end up seeing on a side note I'd like to I like to think that you know the battalions that served under Anakin and Plo Koon they were very stylized their hairs they weren't were. they weren't hairs weren't the uniform the mm-hmm. uh, Compared to Obi Wan's two hundred and twelfth, and yeah. Obi Wan has a little bit more of a detached relationship with the clones, and mm-hmm. the Jedi Order specifically ordered their Jedi generals not to, you know, kind of. I guess like fraternize. Yeah, it's like kind of develop a connection with yeah. with these with these troopers, but you see a small number of these Jedi's, but in particular, uh, you know, Anakin's five hundred first, and you know, Plo Koon's wolf pack. I think that's you know shows a prime example of like the Jedi who do yeah. care for the Death Star. That was just a little cool thing in my yeah. opinion. And looking back with hindsight being twenty twenty, seeing Wolf's relationship with Plo Koon, going from you know we're in twenty twenty now, we see Rebels and how Wolf didn't you know do Order sixty six. So maybe that has something to do with his relationship with Plo Koon. Absolutely. That, that's what I think, at least. But Shadow of the Malevolence, really cool arc. And then we get to episode four, Destroy Malevolence. And this is the mistake that I think Dave Filoni picked up on early, is having, like, C-3PO in a lot of these early episodes. And, like, do you remember the Twilight yeah, I do. I love yeah. this Twilight. I love this shit. <laughs> do you know what happened to it? Didn't it get, like, blown up or something? It got something? blown up yeah. from Mandalore. It was gone for, like, I think it's, like, just stopped showing up in, like, season two. And then in season five, it just showed up, and David Filoni just like, uh, blew that piece of junk out of the sky. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I thought it was iconic. I liked it as a kid. Yeah. And I mean, then, like, the older I realized, the- like, this is just a dumb gimmick. I don't like this ship. I don't like how it's never working. I love this shit. I love this shit, but, like, I love the Lego, the, the Star Wars Lego set. set was cool. It was, it was cool. I loved it, yeah. but, uh, you know, like, this kind of, like, rings that arc to close, and, um... It does, but it's also, like, kind of just the dumb, like, oh, we need this to be three episodes, uh, let's have all of space and just have Padme and c 3 just show up right where the battle is. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it, to me, it was just kind of a weak episode, 
But this wasn't this also the episode where uh, Grievous said hello there first. Yes, yes, it, it was. was. That was that was iconic. But it uh, was Grievous said hello there first. That was that. It's that's canon. Fact. It's it's, it's you canon. just you can't you can't you can't deny the facts. It's facts. It's it's, it's facts. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think with this is just kind of a a little bit of an unnecessary close to uh, this three episode arc. Uh, yeah. Kind of like if you if you know history, in World War Two, the the large German battleship the Bismarck was being hunted down and it kind of reminds me of this where you know <laughs> where you know you're hunting a battleship but then you throw like you know a senator and a droid into the mix and then like it kind of kind of screws up the pay- pacing I can't uh, believe you opinion. just I can't believe you just pulled that out of your ass like how that. I mean I just didn't I wasn't thinking of that I really? like it I hope the listeners like that yeah no that's just what it, it was always in like you know yeah. it's just like it reminds me of allies hunting down super weapons of the Axis powers that's just what it was yeah. in my opinion here's something interesting about the malevolence do you know that it's four it's the size of four Republic Venator class starships no I did not that's know that's how exact, no. massive it was it was four Venator class and then we you only had three of them trying to take it down yeah that and, it was massive. Like that's OP, bro. Mm-hmm. They they had to get rid of it early, and like that's really, a really it's that's a, a really good it's sport. It's a battle station, like exactly. Geez, that's no moon. All but, right, now, season one, episode five, the beginning of something amazing. This is magnificent. Rookies, what a great way! Like we talked about how episode one ambush really introduced clones. This introduced clones. We only see Jedi with Anakin and Obi-Wan just for, like, a split second. And it's, like, you know, fun banter of, you know, like, what they do. Just Anakin and Obi-Wan. And then it's... Boom. We get introduced to Commando Droids, which are such a cool concept. I love the idea of Commando Droids. It's so cool. It's world-building. We also get to see, you know, clones. Like, it's just clones. There's no Jedi to help them. And we see not only just how individualized they are, but just how resourceful they are. Because you see that they're just people. And they're boots, and, and not just, like, these commanders. These are boots on the ground. Like, mm-hmm. you know... The rookies. They, they are. They're, they're shinies, as... Exactly, the commanders would say. And, mm-hmm. and I love how, like, you know, it's something so, you know, insignificant at first on this first season. Mm-hmm. But once you get to, like, uh, season three, where, like, you know, you actually delve into these five troopers. Yeah. You know, like, oh, shit. Like, these guys this were the rookies. They, yeah. Like, and it, Oh, and also getting to see Rex and Cody mm-hmm. like on their own. The very rare interaction. This is a pure unadulterated clone troopers it's, right here. It's just Clone Wars. And it's such a cool concept of and it also leads up into a lot of things of we get you know, we get to see Fives and Echo become these two fan favorite characters. Like, uh I think they returned in season three, it was when we Citadel. Saw I think it was Citadel. When was it? Yeah, Citadel when they came back, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's Fives and Echo again!" Like, I'm so excited to see these guys again because we also saw their prequel in season three as well. So we really just get to see these characters grow. In the case of Fives and Echo, Echo was in season seven. Fives, unfortunately, rest in peace. Fives mm-hmm. died in season six. I mean, we followed through these characters. And we saw them grow, because Echo at the end of the Clone Wars and Fives at the end of the Clone Wars are not the same characters as they started off with, and neither is Rex. And it just shows how Dave Filoni wanted this to be, is this character arcs. You want them to see where they grow. Absolutely, and I... 
you know, one of these troopers played a little bit more significant, uh, you know, role in the entire story mm-hmm. uh, compared to some, but... Either way, you get to see two phenomenal characters. They're right? such good. These characters. are these are fan favorites, and the payoff in season seven with with Captain Rex and Fives mm-hmm. or Echo, Echo in season no, seven. No, 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 no. The, the the one where where Ahsoka is like you know facing Order sixty six, oh, and yeah. Rex is like I know find Fives. About. Yeah, like that. That is like you know it's mm-hmm. come full circle. Like yeah. Fives' death was not in vain. And spoiler alert, Fives. Fucking dies. So. I said, why are you listening to this? If you, it's a review. Exactly. Why are you listening to this if you haven't listened or seen this already? But honestly, you know, I think this is the only fun fact. I think this is the only episode where there was swearing in the Clone Wars. What? When did they swear? Uh, I was like, what the hell? I think it was uh, when oh, they were yeah, facing the eels. I was yeah. like, huh? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I watched it. I was like, what yeah, the hell? I think they only swear like this. And in um, episode five of the movies, Empire Strikes yeah, Back, it's like I'll see you in hell. Interesting. Huh. I think so. That's also episode yeah. five. I like. That. Oh, that, that that might be intentional. Oh god, so. here comes. Oh, do you want to start off with this episode? Downfall of a droid. I oh. thought the opening sequence was um, amazing. I it showed Anakin's battle prowess. So you know how Obi Wan hyped him up in episode four, like. You know, he was a, a great, great friend, st- like great strategist, great pilot, and whatnot. The he best was like Starfire pilot, exactly. And the, and then you get to see, you know, Anakin's battle prowess by using ATTEs on meteors to outflank these, you know, these Trade Federation like you know cruisers or mm-hmm. whatever they were. He just got gimmicked, exactly. And like Griefus was like, oh boy. And like I, I thought I thought that was a really cool opening sequence, um, but you know it yeah. kind of. <laughs> you want to talk about everything else after the opening? Yeah, sequence, um, downfall of a droid. It was. It just felt like such a wild goose chase, and I, oh boy, it's, it's such a piece of shit episode. I hate this. I hate this episode. I hate this arc. It's I hate R three S six so much. Okay, but like you're supposed to hate the little fucker. Yeah, so. I just, God, I hate him. I just, I don't like this. Ahsoka was just bad in this episode. I mean, but, like, the thing is, I think she was intentionally, like, portrayed to be bad. Like, especially... Yeah, she was supposed to be, but, like, snips, snippy. Yeah. But, like, God, this was, this was bad. I just did not enjoy this. But, like, think, uh, at the time, she's, like, what, 14? She's 14, Yeah, 14, so, like, you 13, know, when you 14. think of a 14 year old, you think of, like, a high school freshman. They're little yeah, brats. They're awful, I they, they are. And, and, and they, I think they do a perfect job in characterization, characterizing a child being forced into, a, like, an officer position in a time of war mm-hmm. and really show their arrogance. And, you know, they think they've, they've trained with the order to be built up to be, like, hot shit, but then, mm-hmm. you know, faced in this kind of, you know, time where like you know she's got people underneath her but her arrogance costs them their life yeah so and this is speaking purely from just the military standpoint um but just i just don't think you know a 14 year old in charge of a battle is not wise even if you have the force i don't think so i don't think all any i don't think most people should be in charge of a military but yeah it just it just felt like a you know r2 you're lost come back let's just go it's just it's, yeah. uh, come on. It's... And then we get Duel of the Droids, and wow, what an episode. We get 14-year-old Ahsoka stalemating Grievous. Plot armor. Oh, extreme plot armor. Like, I'm going to count it as a feat for Ahsoka, but wow, I can't believe you went toe-to-toe with Grievous and 
didn't die. They nerfed Grievous to hell. They did, but we're not going to talk about this here because yeah. I still, I like Grievous here, even though if I put him C tier, he's on my tier, tier ranking. But he's cool. Maybe I think Ahsoka beating him kind of knocks him down a lot. Yeah, but it's also just like the stupid like oh droid fight. Yeah, it duel of the droids just not a very fun episode. It just it doesn't add to the characters. It doesn't add to the story. It's just uh, it, yeah. Meh. It's just it's it's a MacGuffin. You know, R 2s the MacGuffin because he's yeah. got battle plans for the Republic. And, and it's, it's just, just not fun. It's not. Oh God! And then we have mm, this might be one of the worst episodes. Oh boy! I I I tried to like I don't think I remember much from Bombad Jedi. Oh God! <laughs> because it's just it's not memorable. I, oh, it's. It's memorable, all right, just for the wrong reasons. Bomb Bad Jedi. Um, let's sum it up. New Gunray takes Padme hostage, then thinks Jar Jar is a Jedi. Yeah. And also, Jar Jar gets away with that. Like he and frees. Not Padme. only not only gets away with it, but succeeds in his mission, and also helps capture new gun ray new freaking gun ray so. yeah this ha- this episode's bad because it has two of my least favorite things actually three of my least favorite things C-3PO Jar Jar and new gun ray <laughs> <laughs> big episode, business this episode was awful for me <laughs> but uh yeah and guess what it gets worse with episode 9 Cloak of Darkness actually it doesn't get worse it gets better I, I, I kind of like Cloak of Darkness. I liked it too because we see Ventress and Ventress, man, she she's menacing. Oh yeah, this. and like and keep in mind she showed up first in the two thousand three cartoon version mm-hmm. uh, where she went toe to toe with Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. So you know I think it's a really good reiteration and re- actually reutilizing that character. And yeah. you know she's only meant to be a. a, a tr- tertiary big bad you know at this yeah, time yeah she's know. just supposed to like in season one like knowing what we know in 2020 we know what she becomes but like mm-hmm. in the moment really cool now i think it's a little bit better because we see her kind of just being good soldier yeah and she was and uh, keep in mind she was a former jedi so mm-hmm. so it kind of like you know as like you know it sets this is this is laying the brickwork this is where yeah. we build You're greatness setting things up and then we got Luminara, who just gets bitched on by Ahsoka. I don't like Luminara. Yeah, she's just alright, but Luminara just got, like, bitched. Yeah, she she definitely got thumped Ahsoka, on. I think, she had a good episode this episode. Like, if I had to give her, like, a ranking, I'd give her a B for this. Like, she held her own against Ventress. Like, yeah, you lost New Gunray, but, like, it is what it is. Like, New Gunray was killed by Anakin. He's not gonna, you know, stay in Republic captivity forever mm-hmm. also I love that like the Republic's just like hey what's that your big business you're under arrest <laughs> <laughs> that's really what it was alright this one this is a good episode I liked Lair of Grievous I loved Lair of Grievous Kit Fisto gets to shine this episode and this is the only good episode Grievous is in because it really shows not only just how menacing Grievous is, but, like, it gives a little bit of, like, his backstory. Mm-hmm. All, like, as close as we get to a backstory for Grievous, it's like, oh, wow, he was a warrior. Like, if you 
are in depth into Star Wars, you know what happened to him, why he is the way he is now. But if you're just going based off of the Clone Wars, you don't get anything from him. And you get to see his battle prowess as well. Oh he 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 didn't slay you know a couple Jedi like just out of you know a fluke. Mm-hmm. Like he was trained by Count Dooku, one of the top duelists. And he's clever time. too. Exactly. He I mean, he does have the intellectual wit to hold up. He he's a mm-hmm. general of the entire CIS army yeah. for a reason. He's a he's very smart, and the way that he killed um, Nadar Nadar Vev. I forgot his name for a second, but like that was just. It was smart because it's like you're taking advantage. Like, congrats, you you got gimmicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, if, if anything shows history, um, uh, no, no one pl- plays fair in war. No one fights mm-hmm. fair, and you got to learn how to, you know. But you, you see, just how sadistic yeah. he is. He's just like, yeah, cool. I've got four arms. You've got two and one lightsaber. But he got kind of like General Patton. Well, I think that was the the World War Two general. He's like he 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 like he got charged for like beating his soldiers because like one of them was in shell shock and he didn't want to go or something like that. So he kind of reminds me of that that Damn. cruel. You're and, really bringing all these military references. Yeah, I sorry, like I'm, I'm a, I like this. I'm a military. I'm a military head. Bringing in different perspectives. Mm-hmm. All right, so now. Oh, this one is like half and half for me. Like when Jar Jar comes in in this Ele- arc. Well, no, 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 that's episode twelve. We're, I'm talking about just a, episode eleven, because like this is like a, it's like some moments are really good and some moments are bad, because it's like you get Anakin and Obi Wan like oh they've got, they've got them like they've got Count Dooku, and then you know they crash lands uh-huh. into that nest of Gundarks. And then they have to get out. Uh, Obi Wan's lightsaber gets hit by a rock and doesn't work, which is like that's dumb. Why I, is it's thing? ironic too. Yeah, it's just like, why is this a thing? And then it's like Ahsoka saves them, and it's like you can see like pretty bad acting in that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's rough. But then we get to see we get introduced to an absolute Chad Hondo, Hondo freaking Onaka. I love him. We just get to see. Hondo Naka just be this scummy pirate, and it's just so much fun. He's such a bright spot in this series, and again, for someone so slimy, he's so cheerful. He's just—he's just happy to be in the show. Dude. <laughs> he's just—he's just happy to be here. He's just like, oh yeah. I mean, I guess like I'll just oh, what's that? I've got Dooku. Yeah, sure. I'll just. Take these two Jedi too. He's the epitome of a pirate. He's like the Captain Jack Sparrow. Of he this really universe. is. He doesn't care about good. He doesn't care about evil. He cares about just, business. It's all about the money. In his words, this this effort is no longer profitable. <laughs> that defines him. That's all he, he is. He is a pirate, drinking, raiding, mm. money. That's Backstab. all. Exactly, gangster shit. And then we get to see him again in Episode Twelve, where. Yeah, the Gungan general, like, it's cool. Like, forget all the Jar Jar stuff. Like, Jar Jar stuff is bad. Mm-hmm. But then you get Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Dooku working together. Just, just being snarky. They're, they're getting outmatched by Hondo Exactly. Onaka. You're letting a pirate best you because you guys hate each other so much. It's not even that. It's just, like, Hondo's just, like... Biggest brain. He's just got a big brain. He's just, like, really? Like, this is, like, the third time I've caught you guys, like, sneaking out. Like, I just don't know why, like... Hunter just to like put them to sleep or something. Yeah. But then Jar Jar beats him. It's like, oh, this is annoying. 
and then Count Dooku escapes as usual because Count Dooku does one of two things kill people and run away exactly I, I didn't like I think his characterization was kind of weird it was weird I, I didn't like it because in episode 2 and episode 3 you kind of see him as like this more elegant poised um, mm-hmm. definitely like more of like an actor someone who can put on a face yeah when he when he was like talking to Obi-Wan in prison or mm-hmm. even as an enemy he wasn't he wasn't mustache twirly. He was yeah. he, he kind of like, felt empathetic. Yeah, but like in this the Clone Wars, he's just like twirling his little beard and his mustache and he's just like I'm just evil for the sake of being evil. I'm not going to give you It's the same thing with Grievous. You're evil for the sake of being evil and we don't get any payoff for that. Like I I didn't like how they made Count Dooku so cruel in this entire series actually. Yeah, because like he wasn't cruel in like the in the actual movies. He mm-hmm. was he was a he was an elegant man. Yeah. He, he was a he's he's a count. And he's then, got much money. What does he do in episode twelve? He force chokes one pirate and also controls him to shoot his friend and then kill him. Like, why do you need to be so above and beyond? Also, this was a kid show. In mm-hmm. season one, it was a kid show. The Clone Wars is a kid show. I will never that yeah, argument no. never ceases to but amaze Bonnie, me. Episode twelve was just so much fun. Just. Hondo's he just makes me smile. I love the banter between the four. I just it love was. the banter. Anakin, control your insulence. <laughs> it's <laughs> just it's just fun. Alright, now this one is kind of a meh arc. Like it's it's cool, but not like Eh. It's uh, episode thirteen, Jedi Crash. Do you remember this one? Yeah, I do. I thought the I thought the opening battle sequence was like The cool. opening battle sequence was really cool, but like everything after that was kind of just eh I kind of liked how they didn't make Anakin invincible in this one I think it was intri- it was, but here's the thing it's like oh yeah Anakin can get hurt here and then never does again mm-hmm. like I don't think after this Anakin like ever really lose actually no uh, season 4 when he fights Duke he loses but mm-hmm. it just it gives some stakes but not a lot and right. also they could have given us some characterization with Ayla Sakura but instead they and, said and no and Commander Bly yeah, and they just didn't really get anything. Now, uh, with episode 14 of Defenders of Peace, that's when uh, that new tank showed up. The incinerator and, yeah, one? Yeah, the incinerator, and it was like, we never saw it again. Vietnam firebombing. Actually, I think we did see it again at one point. It was during see? the... I know you... The one with uh, Saw Guerrera and uh, the one where they they oh, went all right. CIA sh- and they, they tried to, you know... I remember that, yeah, yeah. they burned down the forest. Yeah. I remember that now, yeah. That was a nice little callback, yeah. you know. It, I they, totally forgot about that. So, I think that, yeah, it was nice to see that tank did have a little purpose, so, but, you know... But it was just, it was just a meh Once again, it didn't add too much. I think it's... But the thing is, I guess in real life, you don't always have a big adventure when you meet someone mm-hmm. or when you're doing something, so yeah. you kind of do need these meh moments in life, because, you know, life isn't always going up and down. Sometimes you stagnate a little. And Thank so, you for that philosophy. Sorry. <laughs> Love that philosophy. Big, big branding right now. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought that was pretty average and nothing, nothing too great here. Uh, Do you remember this episode? Something along... Yes. Episode 15, Trespass. Yes, the one with the... The, the blue, blue people. people in the four-eyes snow... Abominable snowmen. I don't know what their species is called. I'm just gonna call them the snowmen. I just know that like they're in the cantina in episode 4. Yeah. Okay. Really cool stuff. I liked what they did of just like... You're kind of showing the Jedi as the mediators. Mm-hmm. 
And then you're also showing, like, oh, look, a primitive species in Star Wars. Haven't seen this before. And it's just, it's fun. It's a cool little episode. I like the Clone Trooper Snow outfits. I thought they were really cool. It was cool. I liked it. But, like, it also, it gave me a little bit of, like, episode six vibes of, like, oh, look, Spears Uh, killing. You you walk, woo-woo-woo. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, outside of that, that was just about it. Yeah, it was was fun. Definitely. definitely. It was a fun episode. Like, it's fun to, like, go back and look. And then, like, you can probably, like, bring it back into, like, you can probably make, like, some analogies. It's just, like, oh, look, the Republic is trying to go to war with people that don't understand them. It's just, like, uh... Listen, the whole point why they got into war is because they couldn't understand each other. It's just like, talk to people, and you won't have to go to war. Big brain idea. And they'll and they'll reiterate this idea later in Season 3 in a much better mm-hmm. manner, I think. They, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, so, Episode 16. I liked The Hidden, Hidden Enemy. Really good episode. Slick is probably one of the best villains in the Clone Wars, in my opinion, just because, mm-hmm. like, he should have once... But like he's just the woke clone trooper, and like and now and I watched a video yesterday, and an interesting thing they pointed out when Slick was, you know, when when Anakin was like, oh, why would you betray your brothers? And then like it's, and Slick says, we are all slaves to you, Jedi. Oh yeah. And then the thing is, Commander Commander Cody and Captain Rex don't don't disagree with him on that no. fact. They don't say anything about that. They're well but, aware. Yeah, and but like the thing is, you know, at this point in time, they're just trained and bred to be good soldiers so they don't question it good soldiers follow orders exactly and like this is kind of like you see captain rex be more like dogma at this point yeah you really do and again bring it bring it back of this came out in 2008 2009 Mm -hmm. going back to it now you're going oh wow huh Rex has really changed. Now, mm-hmm. Cody, I don't think, has changed at all. Yeah, no, he doesn't get much... And Cody I, does not change at all during this series. Because George Lucas already, you know, kind of showed Cody killing, you know, Obi-Wan, or mm-hmm. quote-unquote killing, and, you know, he's kind of untouchable He executed Order 66. Yeah, it's it's impossible to change that. You can't retcon that, mm-hmm. so... But honestly, I thought it was a really and good... And also, the Ventress stuff was fun, too. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. The whole, uh... The spider droid, or like well, the, the tri- octo, like the octo droids. Yeah, I think. like that was just called. cool seeing them I, fight on top. I, of I that. really liked. I thought the action sequences were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A little bit more to the Christosis arc, and yeah. a really good insight into you know these troopers aren't just unthinking droids. Yeah, they're yeah. really driving home that point. These guys mm-hmm. are individuals; they can think for themselves. Yeah, that was it. Was really cool. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that arc. Now. Blue Shadow <laughs> What do you think of this? Uh, I want to know your opinion on this. Oh boy. It's another MacGuffin arc. Um, I will agree with you on that. But I actually enjoyed it. Really? I actually enjoyed the Blue Shadow Virus arc. Uh, it had a, I think it had its moments. I liked where... Uh, where they went to Iago. And, uh, yeah. I, well, that's episode 18. Right. We'll get to that next. Yeah. So, episode 17, yes, it has Jar Jar, yes, I'm upset about it, but, like, we get to see Anakin and Padme, which is something we rarely get to do. No, it's true, but... And it's just, it's a really cool, like, concept. Just like, wow, biological weapons. Coronavirus! <laughs> Stuff, I'm going to get demonetized. No. <laughs> just kidding, I'm not, I'm not monetized. I don't want to make... This, this, this podcast is sponsored by... No, I'm not sponsored by anybody, I don't make money off this, I do this for fun but yeah no fun arc and then uh you know they just get gimmicked and then at the end of the episode it's just like oh no the virus got out 
And then episode 18, really cool stuff. We get to see, like, we know they're not going to die. Right. But, like, the tension is very real. Right. Like, you, like, you, like, it's, and it's interesting. I really like the writing where you know what's going to happen to these characters. But you still but feel you that still, tension. Yeah. That's excellent writing, I think, on, on my part. On and their also, part. like, oh, dude, the Iago stuff is really cool. Nice like, little callback to Phantom Menace. Yeah, we where, get like, to see the angels and also like the whole moon thing like the uh, lasers and all that stuff. That was really cool stuff. Goes to show like the ingenuity of the Separatists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, I thought it was just really fun. I wish we got to see more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like it was just fun. You get to see Anakin showcasing his magnificent prowess by taking down multiple unarmed droids and yeah. you know, better yet his call- callback to the best starfighter pilot in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Where he, you know, outflies this, you know, this death trap, you know, that yeah. everyone else has tried to get everybody out Everybody else has failed. It, so. It's so cool to me. Yeah, you get to see, you know, Anakin is, you know, the, the chosen, chosen one. one. He's Sorry, pound- Ray. Yeah, but no, yeah, like, it was, it was alright. It's, it's, I, it's passable. And it's season one, I, I hold to a different standard, yeah. a little bit lower bar. There's than, still, you know, like, yeah, it, we're gonna say, like, whenever we say, like, oh, it's good... We're not talking about, like, Umbara art good. We're talking about, like, it's good for what it right. is. Right. To, to climb to that point, you need to be able to lay down the brickwork. You need like, to be Blue able... Shadow Virus is good compared to the Bombat Jedi art. Mm-hmm. Like, now, Blue Shadow Virus, like, if we had to rank these, it would probably be, like, a solid, like, B or C tier arc. Like, yeah. it's cool, but it's not one it's of not the greats. Stellar. But, like, you have to work to get to that certain mm-hmm. point, and that's what it's all about. We're building, we're getting to know these characters a little bit more and more each and every single yeah. time. So I think you really, I think you really like this episode. I feel like yes. you... I love Storm of Ryloth. I love the entire Ryloth arc, and we get mm-hmm. to see, you know, the 212th, but in this one, where you get to see Anakin's, once again, his his tactical genius where once again he oh fakes out his surrender so, which, is, which is a war crime which is which, which is, is a, war, is a crime, war crime but it's also really cool callback maybe it's not in a seasons. war crime in season right. in Star Wars right. maybe it's not a war crime here in our it, Geneva it, convention it, you can't it, fake surrender you cannot fake surrender and, but he does that in season 7 now the bridge. Nerf, in Nerf Wars it's completely legal it's Nerf or nothing it's Nerf or nothing but, you fake your surrender in a Nerf gun battle it's legal. Yeah, but I really like Storm of Ryloth. It really gets to really put Ahsoka's brashness, her oh. young hot-headedness, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, like you know, it's a little mini Anakin. Like I get to do whatever I want. I'm the hot shot, and you, you get to you, you you get that a lot in all all facets of life. And you yeah. know, uh, you know, they pull back and they have to rethink their strategy. And like you know, when Anakin you know tells her, you know. You 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 done you done wrong. You but, messed up. Right, but you can always you you can fix it. You know, just mm-hmm. do as I say, and you know, and Ahsoka really does shine when she mm-hmm. you know puts her pride away and actually goes with the plan. And I thought that I thought Storm over Ryloth was really cool. I, just to build off of what you're saying, I think Ahsoka shines in this episode because you really see the gravity of her losing troopers. Mm-hmm way heavy on her not just because like she's in charge and like they followed her into battle which like that's heavy enough but also those were human lives like she was responsible and she made those costly decisions and you really see that way on her and like i mean you've probably had those moments of like you've messed up and you're going like wow how am i supposed to like move on especially when it comes into leadership of 
man, I really messed up. Am I really fit for this? Can I really do Absolutely. this? And we see Anakin really shine here going, hey, Ahsoka, it's okay. You need to learn from your mistakes, not let them rule over you. Now, in an actual military sense, it's really not okay that you've lost so many people because yeah. it was a dumb decision. Mm-hmm. But, but in, in but this kind of in the star, in the, yeah, in Star Wars, in the storytelling sense, it's excellent. And it's it's, how Tom Krell had, still had a job exactly. And it, in uh, as ex Navy SEAL Jocko Willink will put it, it's, it's extreme ownership, and uh, yeah. that's that's what really se- separates the winners from the losers. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka really taking ownership over her fault and her loss, and I think that's yeah. you know you, that you can see that potential of like you know mm-hmm. where Ahsoka later on does become that reliable commander. She does with, become a great leader because she's learning from moments mm-hmm. like these and truly earns the respects of the mm-hmm. clones. Yeah, and here's what I like about this arc. So getting into episode twenty, innocence of Ryloth. I really like this just because we go from Anakin and Ahsoka to Obi-Wan in the 212th with Cody, Waxer, and Boyle. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sad that I that they did not expound upon I w- Waxer I, and Boyle. I thought they were going to do like another like uh, Fives Echo kind Yeah, of thing. Like, like it would have been a really cool Like they mirror. could have put them in the Citadel arc That's, together. God, like imagine that. I like, was really thinking they were going to do that when they put in the 212. Exactly. Like I'm really upset that like they that we never see... Waxer and Boyle meet fives in Echo. Exactly. I thought it would have been. Well, cool. actually, they do meet on the on the landing the Geonosis, uh, and do. and Umbara arc as well. No, we don't see uh, fives in Echo on Geonosis. Oh wait, no, I'm wrong. I'm mistaken. I'm talking yeah. about the Umbara arc before they start heading out. You see Obi Wan and Anakin in the opening discussing the battle plan before they hip hop on the Was Waxer and Boyle there? With? Yeah, they were standing in the back. Oh, and, that's uh, cool. Uh, I just forgot to see them like there. interact, mm-hmm. but like yeah, no, it would have been. I think it would have been to see them get become like arc troopers. Exactly, it would have been super cool to see them like grow side by side, like kind of mirror pa- parallels, yeah. like one in the two twelfth, one in the five hundred first, and kind of grow as like this dynamic duo of arc yeah. troopers, and kind of it would have been cool. But it, like it's wasted potential, but mm-hmm. like still can't be upset because this was still a really good episode with Waxer and Bull being the main focal point, and we see just what a great Jedi Obi Wan is. So if he's He'd rather save innocence than win, mm-hmm. which I think is the best thing a Jedi can do. And like you, and you see it all throughout Obi Wan's life. Mm-hmm. He, he he lives in service to everyone else. He lived in service to protecting Luke Skywalker yeah. and training him. Uh, he lived in service in training Anakin. He he he. Uh, wanted to protect Satine. Mm-hmm. It was he's a protect. He, he's what he is. He's the protector of peace. Yes, he's, he's a what, servant. He's what the Jedi should have been. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we get the conclusion, which I think this one's probably one of the. the this is probably the weak link of the arc. Really, I kind of liked it. I liked it too, but like with nineteen and twenty being the way that they were, I think. 21 just by default like I'm not saying 21 it's not bad but like like Liberty on Ryloth isn't bad like especially the opening really cool cause mm-hmm. like we get to see I think it's like two times in canon we actually get to see Mace's shatter oh ability, yeah that's true which is really cool and also uh the two ARF troopers which I don't remember their names cause they only showed up once right. but like they were really cool guys and they actually like fought Wow. Like commando droids, which is really interesting to see. Like, wow, they actually took down commando droids. Because at this point, we all thought commando droids were these nuts like invincible, OP. right? And then, but like, you get to see Mace, Mace's true prowess as like this cold, calculating yeah. battle computer. He's just 
he's such a powerful Jedi. That, mean, and like you know, you can't deny it. He mm-hmm. and it sh- he just shows not only his his tactical ability, but his physical prowess as well. Especially bringing in that shadow point as well. Yeah. Um. And and also just to bring it in, just because you know this did, did come out in two thousand eight in twenty twenty. He meets Cham Sandula, who is Harrison Dula's father. True. I love Harrison Dula. Just a second. Yeah, she's pretty cool. I like her. I'm not excited for Squadrons though, but. That's just me. Really, I I'm so hard for squadrons, and that's eh. the prop head in me. Like I love yeah. planes. And See, I just I couldn't care less because it's also EA, so something's gonna go wrong. But like, come on, they they think they have to have learned their mistake from Battlefront too. But that's besides the point. Uh, I think you know it's a really nice little neat you know bow wrapped in. Uh, it it ended the arc very well of Ryloth. Yep, you're saved. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. And you can see Wat Tambor. I, lo- I don't know about you, but I think Wat Tambor is hilarious. I think he's so funny. I'm indifferent about him. I don't think he's funny. He's just like, he's just there. Dude, did you see in season 7 when he's like walking out with his friend yeah, and they're just I like me and the boys? <laughs> I love that. I, I did just, see that. I think his mannerisms are so funny. He's just weird. And he's always like, just like... Weird. Yeah. I don't... I don't understand. I think it's just like atmospheric pressure or something. Yeah, I don't know. but it's just I think he's just a funny guy. But uh, now episode twenty two, this sets the tone perfectly for season two, mm-hmm. and that's hostage crisis. We get introduced to ah, uh, what is he like? I guess like he's almost the John Wayne. Yes, he is the like Western gunsling, cowboy hat wearing, cad. Bang. Exactly. Man. The badass himself. He's, we get to see him and his crew of Aura Singh and just some other lame. Like the IG droids yeah. and whatnot. We just get to see this bounty hunter crew effectively take Padme and Anakin hostage. And like, here's what's crazy. Like, this this is just what's crazy to me. Like, if I'm Ken Bain, I've got Senator Amidala and Anakin Skywalker here. So Anakin Skywalker is famous in the entire galaxy through the holonet for being, you know, Anakin Skywalker. He's the he's the military's pride and joy. Yeah. He's their poster boy. He's their propaganda machine. And you also have Padme Amidala, very famous senator. You have them hostage. But all you want is zero the hut? Are you kidding me? Like, why not ask for like a planet or something? Like, and, and but I think it's it really showcases who he is. He's a bounty hunter. It's all about professionalism. Yeah, that's true. He was hired to do a job. But like, like I just would have gone bigger. But I guess that's just who he is. Is he's just the professional he is the professional he's just got a job to do and he's got to do it well it's like he's like james bond he doesn't care about the money the fame it's just he's got a job he's got he's it's kill or be killed and he's gonna do whatever has to get done to get the job done so eugene do you just want to wrap up because that is the last episode of season one so what are your thoughts on season one uh, honestly, um, you know, it's a little shaky, in my opinion, uh, looking back in hi- hindsight, but, you know, as Dave Filoni told Ashley Eckstein, the voice actor of Ahsoka, just bear with me, stick with me here just for a little bit. We are, you know, you know, building's not going to look 
too much with just like the groundwork. Uh, you have to take time to build the foundation. The foundation's not pretty. It's not meant to be, but it's supposed to be the building blocks. Of but it, it did end well. Yeah. So I think it really set up a lot of lot mm. of good uh, good arcs. It was great building blocks, and it was really easy for them to test the grounds. So, like I don't think after this we saw much of New Gunray, if anything, from New Gunray mm-hmm. from this. Barely saw any Jar Jar after this. I mean. I think season one was a great thing for them to learn from, and just it, you can really tell that they took a lot of the ideas and themes from season one and built and expanded upon and it. And it's about consistency. I think great storytelling really comes from uh, not, uh, multiple different things, but consistency being one of the big ones, I think. Yeah. So, with that being said, that's all I know.